Let's go. Welcome to Citizen. We have uh, no guest today, except for you assholes. Um, we decided to do a live show. It's been a while since um, we've done a show with with uh, interacts with the fans a little bit. We wanted to do that again. Uh, it's nine eleven after all. Uh, it looks like somebody's calling already. Is that a a caller? Yes. Well, fuck it. Let's get to it. Put them through. Identify yourself. Hi, Dan. My name is Nate Bartholomew from uh, the land of John Fetterman. Oh, boy. The dumbest state in the entire union. Uh, if you didn't hear oh, that, yeah, he said he's from the land of John Fetterman. That's Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, it's gnarly right now. How, explain My, uh, explain what, what it's like uh, being in the dumbest state in the entire union. Well, right now I'm pretty lucky because I live in uh, – in Carbon County. It's a small county up in the Pocono Mountains. So up here, it's not real bad. Right now, we have some guys running for, I believe, uh, I, I forget what election they're doing right now, but it is it's fucking retarded. Um, right now, they're trying to, uh, uh, they're doing some stupid shit with the water uh, at the moment. You gotta forgive me. I have a stutter like a motherfucker. Um, but yeah, it's it, 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 it's just fucking retarded. I don't know how many things I have to say. Fetterman uh, just said that he wanted, or he said something about supporting Biden again. And if you don't, some shit's gonna happen. But the cities are are the real rough part right now. Well, you know, it is what it is that people in politics are going to do politics things. Um, but I want you, so you said you live up near the Poconos. That's not a bad place to be. All things <laughs> being equal. Um, it's, no, it's, it's really not. It's, it's better not than being in Austin. Yet. <clears throat> that, oh, yeah, absolutely. Philly, uh, I grew up around Allentown. And I mean, Allentown right now with, uh, with the immigrants coming down from New York, Washington, uh, and Massachusetts, it's getting really horrible. The worst part, believe it or, or not, is they try to drive like they're still in a third world fucking country. Oh yeah, yeah, that's how uh, it the is. amount of car accidents, the amount of fatalities. Um, that's probably been the biggest thing in this area is just the car accidents because people just don't know how to fucking drive sure. for their life. Well, luckily, I think um, Minnesota's getting ready to give one hundred fifty thousand illegal immigrants. Uh, driver's licenses so that should be dope um that'll work out very well yeah uh california did it back in the day well they gave him ids not driver's license uh schwarzenegger did yeah. that back in like 2005 i think i don't remember what i remember was. that yep um anyways um, uh, you got a you got a question or comment about the state of the world today i do have a question and my question is that we have all these um i watch a lot of the uh, i watch a lot of the senate hearing and the House Judiciary hearings. My question is, is that with all the people that go up there and essentially commit perjury, I mean, like all the time, pretty much every day, every time they have one of those key hearings in there, you have people that go up and just feed everybody a little of like just blatant bullshit. What, what do you think that, like, how do we get those people, not only, I guess, to tell the truth, but how do we hold them accountable 
for going up there and lying on the on the stand to the people. Uh, yeah, what, that's a good question. What is there to do about that? Well, I mean, the the first thing is that they can be tried for perjury. Uh, they could also be held in contempt of Congress. But you know, I mean, the, here's the issue with it: is that one or both sides are trying to protect their people from public uh, 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 criticism, right? So if it's like, <clears throat> if it, it, it for, for example, and, and it's in the inverse too. So when Matt Tybee and Michael Schellenberger were testifying, and they were called so-called journalists. One side is antagonistic and one side is friendly to them. So uh, you're, you're probably not going to see any kind of prosecution for that. So it's just going to continue. I mean, um, this is nothing new. Uh, but you need you need something that's enforceable, you know, at the uh, at that level. That's that's a problem that I think that we've had for a long time since probably the church hearings uh, until now, which is to say, you know, you're full of shit. Everybody out there knows you're full of shit. Everybody in Congress knows you're full of shit, but nobody's really willing to do anything about it because they're the next time they get called in front of Congress, they want to be able to be full of shit and play that same game as well. So you know, it's just a I think the way to resolve that specifically is to completely dissolve the federal government, frankly. I know that sounds extreme, and that's because it is. Um, the federal government's fucking useless. They don't do anything for us at all. So, you know, that would be the first step. And then, you know, once those assholes are out of the way, it'll be a lot easier to use court systems, um, you know, the judiciary that's completely separate from the executive branch, the way that it's fucking intended to be, to prosecute people. That's my take. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can, uh, I can agree with that. Holy, it's just, it's, uh, it's getting to a point where it's very frustrating watching all this happen. And then you see certain people on the, on the right who may not have committed perjury, but they really kind of, uh, they swam that line of, eh, and, and they get prosecuted, but you know, like then you have uh, you got that bitch from either the Congress or the Senate who is essentially said that hey, uh, your First and Second Amendment um, rights are not absolute, and it's like, okay. Well, here's well, the here wrong. here's the here's the so. yeah. I mean, it's certainly that's retarded. As a matter of fact, the New Mexico governor said that over the weekend. That, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That your uh, that the Constitution's not absolute. I don't know what the fuck that even means. The Constitution's not yeah. absolute. That is literally what it is. That's the that's the whole purpose yeah. of the document. By the way, just for those of you who are new to to uh, civics, uh, the Constitution doesn't grant you rights. The Constitution. Um, limits the ability of government that's what it does you know what i mean in, in certain regards so <clears throat> when if you think about it from this if you think about it that the first and second amendment are, are what allows you to have freedom of speech and the freedom to protect yourself that's not what it is the first and second amendment are telling the government they have no right to police your speech or police your ability to protect yourself that's what it really means right so it's it's all a matter of how you look at those things. And I think we've got a really fucked up way of looking at them right now. And it's, you know, it's because we're lazy. People are lazy. They want somebody else to secure their rights for them. Um, so, you know, stop doing that, I guess. Absolutely. Well, all right, Dan, uh, thank you. That's pretty much all, um, all I've got. Uh, 
I just want to say um, one more thing, if that's all right. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I I just want to thank you guys and the crew. I mean, you, you guys are, I would say, my main source of of news, you know, or you, I would say that you guys plant the seed and then I go and I kind of, you know, do what everyone should, which is gather your own information and then come to a conclusion on that. Um, and you guys are fucking awesome at that. I think you guys are the tier one news um, organization right now on the internet. And I just want to thank you guys for that. And I look forward to you guys having Vivek on. Yeah, man, and, for sure. And um, lighting him up with some, some good questions. So, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get Appreciate there. It. Love the show. Hope you guys have a good day. Thank yeah, you very thanks much. for calling in, man. Um, by the way, you guys can also, uh, if you just are at work or whatever, if you want to join the YouTube and jump in the chat and throw uh, throw questions in the air, comments or whatever, we can we can do it that way as well. Um, <clears throat> I'm so, Beerworth. I, you know what's funny, Beerworth? I got a a book in the mail from a guy named Charlie Beerworth today. Uh, and he says he's not related to you. Um, which I assume is true. I don't fucking know, but you know, uh, yeah, there's another caller now. So I'll have to tell that story later. Identify yourself. How you doing? My name's Glenn Rice down in Miami. Glenn Rice. Did you play for the heat? Is it that Glenn Rice? No, it's the one who keeps bothering you about real estate. Ah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. How are you doing today? I'm good. Um, man, that was disappointing. Glenn Rice, <laughs> he was one of the better three-point shooters of the 90s, and now I'm talking to some dick about real estate. Are you kidding me? No, this isn't a work call. No, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, I was born and raised here, so I used to get it all the time. I played Little League ball. Oh, I bet, dude. Disappointment. Can you yeah, imagine being named that. Michael Jordan or something like that? That would fucking suck. <laughs> but I got two ends of my name instead of one, so I guess there's a Oh, difference. there you go. Yeah, that's better. Um, yeah. So uh, what's what's going on today? No, my my question is, how do you get people motivated? Like, we see all this crap burning down around us. Everybody's claiming this is Rome. This is what's happening. We're falling. But it doesn't really seem like people are stepping up to really do much other than talk about it. Yeah, well, that's like uh, the bystander effect, right? So right. Uh, if you don't know what it is, uh, not you, Glenn, I know you know. But if, you, if you're out there in the audience, don't know what it is. The bystander effect is a psychological principle where the more people – who are at an event, the less likely somebody is to intervene. Um, and I think there's a lot of, <sighs> there's a lot of reasons for that. The two primary ones that I think are, are relevant to what's going on in the U S today is that one, people don't know what to do because there is no leadership. And then two, uh, there's, uh, they, they buckle to the social pressure. They think, well, somebody will do something. It's like, no, you're somebody fucking do something. You know what I mean? But it's not, it's not innate in a lot of people to think that way because we've been conditioned so long to have other people doing things for us. And I can tell you, right. anybody that's been to Iraq knows exactly what I'm talking about because those people are completely fucking helpless. Like they've been living under totalitarian socialism for so long. They have no idea. Like they didn't understand what we meant when we said freedom. Or, or democracy or any of that shit. They were just like, okay, so I vote, and then this dude tells us what to do. It's like, no, that's you. You do what you want to do. It's like, oh, so we 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 choose who we want, and then we do what he what he says. I'm like, oh my god, let's just get the fuck out of here. Um, well, if you had it for so many generations of the same shit over and over. They don't. Yeah, you know, it's ingrained. But as far as how to oh, yeah, that- how to reverse that, how to motivate people, you have to fucking lead. Uh, you have to like 
you have to give people a roadmap with options. You know what I mean? So, so for example, um, <clears throat> Corey DeAngelis does this school choice stuff across the country. Nobody was talking about that a couple of years ago. Everybody was like, fucking public schools suck, but I can't afford private school. So I have to re-educate my kids every day and ask, like, be co- constantly vigilant and ask them what they were t- uh, taught at school that day to make sure that they weren't taught some weird shit. Um, but, you know, he took it upon himself to start educating people on this new program. It's not necessarily new. It's happened before in, in the U.S., but, you know, where the state and federal funding goes to the parent, the parent decides. And right. people are like, oh, shit, I didn't know I could, I could do that. And then it becomes an option. So that's a big part of it is just, you know, um, figuring out solutions to things and then implementing them in public so people will fucking follow you and do it. Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing for me, I think, is the biggest worry, worrisome aspect of all the shit we see going down. Yeah, we see it burning and stuff, but, you know, everybody wants to be distracted, get on their phone, pound off and, you know, not deal with what's going on or, you know, or they're just not distracted or they're dealing with family and work stuff. And there's just, you know, some people just feel overwhelmed. Sure. That's, you know, my biggest fear with it is just not a complacency or burying your head in the sand. Yeah. I I think, I think a lot of people's, uh, and we saw this during the whole uh, COVID nonsense as well. Um, they, they're not willing to trade their fucking security and convenience, uh, for their principles, unfortunately. You know what I mean? They're right. like, well, just, it's just a shot. It's just a mask. It's just shut a shutdown. It's just this. It's just that. It's like, no, that's like you're you're essentially letting somebody rob you on a daily basis. Right. And each day they take a little bit more. And uh, if you don't stop them at some point, they'll take fucking everything. And that's where we're getting to. Or even just doing the research on it. I mean, I remember when it first popped off with the whole thing, nonsense coming out with COVID got a brother who's a doctor and then his wife who's a pathologist they're like this is a cold be careful with mom and dad dad's 84 mm. mom's in her 70s they said okay cool and it was literally everything they said from the beginning and it ended up being the same shit at the end that we saw when they started admitting slowly but surely that it wasn't as big a deal as they said it was going to be sure but yeah you know, and, now, you- and now we're in the we're the, in the period where the media has apparently forgotten that the fucking internet exists and that it's forever. Correct. Cause they're like, Oh fucking, we never told you to do that or whatever. It's like, all right, dude. Well, I mean, you, here's the video of you saying it. And, and if yeah. you look at oh, somebody like the compilation videos out there. Oh yeah. There's so many. And if you look at, uh, <laughs> one, the, these two people, Rachel Maddow and Fauci specifically, you can, Ugh. you can watch the arc of their fucking bullshit because mm-hmm. Fauci was in the press and Maddow was on late night television on NBC, I think, saying, I was like, right. oh, well, masks don't really work that much. So, you know, you got to do this and do that. And the reality of the situation is everybody's probably going to get it anyway. So what do you know? You know, I guess we just got to do it. And then fucking cut to a month later, you've got to get a vaccine or you're going to die yeah. and you're going to kill people's grandmas. Like, all right, cool, man. And it works. Like, yeah, it works. Like, all right, cool. Okay, so it doesn't work. And neither do the masks. Right. So now and then butchering people who did alternative treatments, like when they tried to get rid of Rogan for him using the ivermectin. Oh yeah. And uh, now, now there's reports coming out. Hey, this is what we should have been using. I like I like the, the ivermectin thing was one of my favorite things over the past couple of years because uh, the media was content to call it horse paste, even though it's, it's one of the most prescribed to human being drugs in the history of drugs. 
right? Uh-huh. Like exactly. 80, I think 87 million people over the past couple of decades have been prescribed that drug or something. There's some crazy number of people that have been mm-hmm. prescribed that drug. Um, and then, you know, it's horse paste, I guess. Right. Well, I think it's like different versions. Like there's one that's used for horses and one that's used for humans. From what I understand. I want the horse one, dude. I don't give a fuck about this human shit. I'm too, <laughs> I'm too uh, drug resistant to be taking human drugs. I need fucking horse drugs. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So, well. <laughs> careful. It's not a horse pill that's administered in the wrong end. Oh, you mean rectally? Is that what you mean? Yeah. That'd be, that'd be rough. Well, we'll see. Um, well, look, thanks for your call today. If I, if I move no to Miami, you'll be my first call. I promise. <laughs> no worries. All right. Thanks, buddy. Uh, somebody, who was it? Amber in the chat asked about my take on C40 cities. I mean, it's anything that has anything to do with climate, climate change or fucking any of this stuff is retarded. It, it is all like, so think, think of it this way. We're, we're seeing it in New Mexico over the weekend where, <clears throat> you know, never let a tragedy go to waste. Um, governments historically have used quote unquote emergencies to gobble up more power and erode your civil liberties. And that's exactly what they're doing now. Um, And it's always some kind of emergency that's like, there's always some kind of ethical or moral bend to it or another. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, kids are dying. We've got to ban guns. Like, well, those two things don't make sense to get to together because you use guns to defend people as well. And it's like, oh, the, the earth is warming up. So we've got to ban fucking oil. It's like, all right, I guess that. Nope. Sorry, that doesn't make sense because we contribute, the, the, I think, 70, 750 megatons or, or maybe it's gigatons of, uh, of carbon goes into the atmosphere every year. And 30 of them are, are from human beings. And 17% of that is from the United States, I believe. So, but we're being asked to shoulder most of the weight because India and China, where most people live, right? Most people on earth live in one of those two places or somewhere thereabouts. Um, I think 85% of their energy still comes from burning coal. So it's like, what the fuck are we going to do? Even if it were true now, 12,000 years ago, there was an ice age that ended. And I'm guessing there's going to be another one at some point because the earth doesn't give a shit about us. I don't know why people like this is just the hubris of human beings to think that we're somehow able to terraform our own planet. Like, fuck off, dude. It's it just, just, just stop, just stop with that. But that, this is, this is the issue with the C40 stuff. No one would ever agree to that. No one would ever agree to that unless it was couched in some kind of moral emergency. You know what I mean? And that's why they have to fucking position themselves as the hero versus you, the villain all the time. And you sit like, <sighs> if Gavin Newsom really believed that COVID was dangerous for ordinary in shape, young people, he wouldn't have been out at the French laundry during lockdowns. Right. And if all of these climate activist retards really believed what they were saying about the climate, they wouldn't be taking private jets places. You know what I mean? Like Taylor Swift's private jet burns more carbon in a year than you will in your entire lifetime, maybe in a, maybe in a month, actually, than you will in your entire lifetime. So they don't actually believe any of this stuff. All it is is you have what the communists used to call useful idiots, and that's people with some level of popularity, I guess, if you want to call it that, or some, some standing in the community. They convince them 
of some ridiculous nonsense or pay them to do it as, you know, Moderna and Pfizer did with all the vaccine stuff um, to represent this half truth, which is to say, yeah, there's some warming happening. Uh, Yeah, the ocean levels are probably going to rise a little bit. And then what, right? Something's going to happen maybe. Uh, what, what, What is actually happening is we're having less storms, but some of them are more catastrophic. That's what's actually happening. So anyways, they use these useful idiots to pressure ordinary folks into doing shit that they would never do. It's like uh, Ready Player One. I don't know if you've seen the movie, um, but they did a pretty good job representing the stacks, which is basically shipping container neighborhoods where they're just built high as fuck. I mean, this is a shipping container. You put a apartment inside of it. That's what they want for you. They want you all contained in one little area so they can control you. You know what I mean? So they can profit off your labor. Fuck that shit. So C40 can suck my dick is uh, what? Yeah, we got another caller. Identify yourself. High and angry. Oh, JJ. What's up, buddy? What's going on, Mr. Dan? Oh, you know, just living the dream. Oh, yeah. I know that feeling. I'm down here in Tennessee filming Moonshine. And somebody said, you had a live call-in show. I was like, hey, I like citizens. I, I, got, a, I got a bone to pick with the old government, too. Oh, uh, that's surprising. <laughs> so let me ask you this there is a bill out right now in the state of ohio uh there, it's going to be put to the test and i think a couple other states are going to follow but it's to legalize home distilling now as you can imagine that's something along the lines of the vein of, of what i'm interested in but at the same time you know Jimmy Carter screwed all of us in 1978 when he came up with that Home Brewers and Home Winemakers Act where you can make literally 200 gallons of wine and 200 gallons of beer per person over the age of 21 in your household. So, like, me and my wife can make 400 gallons of each. But the minute you try to turn it into a liquor... Somehow that's illegal. And it, I feel like a lot of this is just an infringement on, you know, your rights to do whatever at your property that you want to do. And it's just like, it's that same creep that I feel like is extended across, I don't know, fucking everything. Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you know, it's funny. Carlin used to talk about this all the time. He talked about it with prostitution. He was like, you can... You can sell things and you can fuck anybody you want. But if you try to sell fucking, then we're going to arrest you, right? Because somehow that's against yeah. law. Like from, from a libertarian perspective, the ultimate property right is autonomy over your own body, own choices, and own mind, right? Um, yeah. And, you know, the at the very root of that principle is being able to work the earth in some way or another and turn that into revenue for yourself, right? So well, I'm down here. I'm down here with a, a farmer down here in Tennessee, and you know the the tradition was, uh, you know, pre-prohibition and pre. I think it was a, a, a alcohol tax act that came out in like 1872. But pre all of that, 
essentially, you know, these farmers who have gobs and gobs of corn because because that's all that gra- that's all that grows on like uh, dry land farms is corn pretty much. Mm. They've got gobs of this corn, and if they couldn't sell it, well, hell, there was a local distiller, and usually they were mobile distillers that would go around farm to farm and turn that corn into liquor. And well, hey, you could sell liquor, right? <laughs> And it's lasted longer and it was preserved. So, I mean, like, they're really ultimately screwing these guys with the fucking Roundup sure. Ready corn yeah. and all the, you know. And that's, all a, the you're, you're, that's a really good point, too, because that's how the market handles that situation. Okay, we've got too much corn. So, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to make another fucking product out of it that people actually want. That's what the market does. What the government does is they pay people to not grow fucking corn. So they take, they take money from the taxpayers that could otherwise either be returned to the taxpayers or used on an actual fucking program, and they fucking buy their land and have them not grow corn so there's not a surplus so the price of corn stays artificially high. That's what government does. I mean, that's fucking stupid. Why would you do well, that? You wouldn't, if, you, if you were running a exactly. business and you did that, like let's say you're, um, you're, you have a, you're, you're a rubber band company and you're making too much rubber, you know what I mean? <laughs> and you you just like carved out 25% of the money you were going to spend on production of rubber and just pay your workers not to make rubber because you made too much and now the price is too low. That's fucking crazy. Nobody would ever well, do anything like that. That actually there's a there well, case in point there's a cover there is a company called Allied Rubber in Pittsburgh PA that that exact same thing fucking happened to be honest and they were making rubber bands and gaskets. So I, I mean I, I think what it what it turns out is the model for success is that there are small farmers and I mean, there's, there's co-ops of them coming together and they're starting to uh, regrow heritage grains and, you know, they're having great success. Like my, my, uh, my buddy at Dancing Star Farms in Western Pennsylvania, he still, or he grows 16 different kinds of heirloom variety corn. None, none of it's roundup ready. And that's how, that's how we get it back, in my opinion, because these guys, you know, going back to the fucking roots of what farming actually is, and the guys that know how to do it, you know, stepping up and, like, taking control of the damn industry. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, – it's, it's happening in, in, in farming to some degree. It's also happening in the meat industry right now. Um, there's a bunch like uh, th- there's a bunch of companies. Moink is doing it. They're a sponsor uh, of of Drinker Bros. You guys all know them. They do it so they they help small ranches sell their meat, you know, on the internet, uh, which is mm-hmm. not not something that most small ranches are capable of doing because they don't have the infrastructure for it. That's a great thing. There's also a lot of uh, to your point about bringing back uh, what, what we, you would might call like heritage genetics when it comes to animals. There's a lot of that going on in the U.S. too. My buddy uh, Trapper does that with with mule deer, kudu, uh, axis, all kinds of stuff to have like top quality bloodline. And uh, there's a guy here in, man, I think they're just south of Austin, uh, Iron Table Wagyu, that's doing the same thing. They They – have been breeding for like yeah. 10 years to get like a really high quality product. Um, and that's, that's what, yeah. ha- again, that's what the market does. The market will do that. The government will try to squeeze every ounce of moisture out of the stone and then cast well, the stone go, into the fucking sea. To, yeah. Go try to get a distilled spirits permit from the federal government. It's harder than everybody thinks it is. They think it's just a bunch of paperwork 
et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, the government doesn't want, uh, you know, they want to keep the, uh, there's a reason why there was only like four to six distilleries in Kentucky post prohibition. It's because those were the guys that had their hands in the pockets of all the fucking politicians and they kept it that way for as long as they fucking could. I'm, I mean, if, you, if you're talking on the heirloom grain side of things, there's this great group called Seed Spark. I think they're out of Philly. Uh, but essentially, they they go to different seed banks, and there's they commission. I think it's they're actually working through Penn State, Dan. They actually commission farmers around that Penn State area to grow these heirloom grains. And, you know, it's, it's really taken off. Yeah. So. Well, the idea that the federal government would have anything to do with the production of alcohol is a violation of the 21st amendment because the 21st amendment one repeals prohibition and two grants the state's ultimate power over the, uh, 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 creation, importation and sale of liquor products or booze of any kind. Right. That's, that was the whole point of that. amendment. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I, I always wondered why nobody has sued, like Utah or Oklahoma or Minnesota back in the day, I guess they've changed their laws now, but one of those three countries or any of the countries up and down the East uh, coast that have blue laws where you can't be open on Sunday. It's like, you don't have the right to do that. What the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? Nobody's ever sued them for a violation of the 21st amendment. We just opened in 2023 in Pennsylvania. uh, We just opened the first privately owned liquor store inside of a grocery store. In 2023. <laughs> that's, that's which is nuts. <laughs> so, well, hey, I got to get back to filming, brother. I appreciate you uh, taking the call and, uh, you know, best of luck with the rest of the episode and uh, stay high and angry. Yeah, I will. I always am, right. actually. Um, let's see. We've got another question in the chat. Which candidate is taking the border most seriously, I guess, is a good way to summarize that. Well, it's definitely not anybody on the left because they think the border is secure. And they keep saying that, even though uh, not the mayor of New York's not saying it anymore. The mayors of these uh, uh, blue cities in the Northeast and the West Coast are not saying that anymore. They're like, oh, this is going to kill us. Like, yeah, well, welcome to my world, fuckface, because uh, that's been going on in border states for a very long time. To your question about who's taking it seriously um, or who might be most effective at handling it, Trump was pretty good. Um as far as border security goes, whether or not the wall got built or not, border crossings were down way, way down. I mean, way down. So, you know, I assumed that he would probably be the best at doing it again because that's already something that he kind of set the standard on. You know what I mean? Like if, uh, <coughs> excuse me, if, if somebody's already done something, then you should expect them to be able to do it again because I think everybody on home at Homeland Security is going to be put on notice real fast. And it, the good news for Trump is anything that goes into the federal courts uh, is probably going to go his way because of the composition of the Supreme Court, which is also nice. Now, I think DeSantis would probably be fine. Um, uh, I, I don't really know about the Ramaswamy guy. I think he's kind of full of shit, to be honest. But he, he posited the idea of deporting pretty much everybody, which, you know, whatever. I don't know how much money that would cost to do that or if it's even feasible. Um, and and what, what are we going to do? Like, I, I really do want to know what that looks like practically. 
So there's like a family of five and we round them up and then what? Just drive them over the Mexico border and put them on the back of a dump truck and just beep, beep, and just, you know, tilt it over so they fucking slide into Mexico. I don't really know what that looks like. You know what I mean? So that to me seems like that to me seems like a guy that's saying what people want to hear, but that's a completely impractical solution to things. Um, so I, I yeah, I, I really just think Ramaswamy just says whatever he thinks people want to hear, to be honest. Um, but DeSantis probably would be strong on border security, I would guess. Um, go ahead. Yeah, we got another caller here. <coughs> yes, sir. This is uh, Sam from Delaware. Sam from Delaware, the first state in the union. Yeah. Um, so not to change gears too much, but my generally what I was going for is we're a single income household. So I work full time and I have my wife. She stays home full time. We have one daughter and I get a lot of, I get a lot of questions when I'm like out and, you know, with friends because most families, most of our friends, I'm 26. Most of our friends are all two income households. And I've liked a lot of the things that you talked about in the past with not just school choice, but um, everything along those lines. And, you know, it's a, incredibly difficult to be a single income house um but we're trying to not have like my daughter's education and her upbringing as you've said before be outsourced to someone you know we might not agree with or do this but it's i think the barrier to entry to do that is incredibly high and i'm just fortunate that i have a skilled trade to where i can make enough money for me to have a vehicle and my wife to have a vehicle and us have a mortgage that isn't crazy because I bought before the race went crazy. And I, I, I'm, I was trying to think of a good way to, for people to attain that barrier to entry of that single income house so that they don't have to outsource things like their education. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, that's a good question, man. The system is pretty much rigged against you. You know, uh, in in 1960, the median income was $5,600 a year, and the cost of a home was 11900 So it was basically a price-to-income ratio of two to one. Um, <clears throat> what do you think it is now, just out of curiosity? Um, shoot, I, I probably saw this the other day on Instagram. I, I couldn't even guess. Maybe like five to one? It's close, yeah. Or, it's five to six to one. Uh, so median median okay. household income in Texas is 66000 and change, and the median house in uh, Texas is 336000 So five or six to one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, it's, and, and if you go into places like Austin, it's 10 to one. California, it's 10 to one. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, Maybe you can afford that on a single income, and maybe you can't. But I, I think, whether it was intentional or, or not, the result has been that women are being forced into the workplace, even if they want to stay home and be parents. Now, I've had plenty of friends uh, where the wife worked just so she could afford health insurance for the kid or afford uh, 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 daycare, right? Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> It's, it's pretty wild. It's, and it's, 
man, I really don't know what, I don't know what we do about that because money's not real anymore. That's a big problem. Um, Definitely. We, we're, we're had, pretty, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, we're pretty fortunate in the fact that like, I say I have a skilled trade, um, but also my benefits don't come from uh, my employer. I'm, I'm still in the guard uh, currently. So like we still have, or I'm still able to get my like TRICARE and all that stuff. And that has really been a quite a lifesaver or else it would essentially be like a second mortgage with all three of us on health insurance to try and do that. But it was definitely worthwhile to us to try and to not outsource her upbringing to somebody else that we were just going to have to deprogram anyway. This episode of Citizens is brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Join the Black Rifle Coffee Club and get fresh roasted freedom delivered straight to your door. Black Rifle Coffee Company is veteran operated and supports America's military, law enforcement, and first responders. Get premium coffee delivered every month. Choose your favorite roast, rounds, and delivery schedule anytime you like. Members also get free shipping and access to exclusive partner discounts. The best value you're going to get from Black Rifle Coffee is the coffee club. As again, you can choose the roast, whether you're like light, dark, or medium. You can choose the texture. You can choose whether you want uh, ground coffee, whether you want to grind it yourself and get whole bean, or if you use a Keurig and you want the coffee rounds and the delivery schedule with a wider uh, array of options for that. Get 20% off your first order with the code CITIZEN. So go to blackriflecoffee.com, sign up for the coffee club, use the code CITIZEN, and get 20% off your first order. This episode of Citizen is also brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash drinky bros. Right now, Ghostbed is offering 40% off Ghostbed bundles where you get a mattress and an adjustable base. For everything else, 30% off if you use the code drinking bros at ghostbed.com forward slash drinky bros. If you get the uh, 40% off deal, if you use the 40% off bundle deal, you're going to get uh, a mattress and all your stuff, your base, your sheets, your pillows, all this stuff are about 30 to 35 bucks a month. They've got a zero down, zero percent financing plan for up to 60 months, six zero months at five years, uh, about the lifespan of the average bed. So it works out great for you, works out great for uh, the company. So go check it out. Go to ghostbed.com for slash drink it, bros. Whether you're in the market for a bed, uh, an adjustable base, whether you just need sheets or pillows or any of that stuff, they got the best, the mattress protector, the weighted blanket. They have everything you need there, 30% off everything. Use the code DRINKINGBROS at ghostbed.com forward slash DRINKINGBROS. Or if you need that adjustable base as well and the mattress, get the bundle and everything else you add onto that deal is 40% off. This episode is also brought to you by Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com forward slash citizen. If you have an upcoming summer trip abroad, um, my go-to travel hack is Babbel. Whether you're a seasoned traveler or embarking on your first adventure, communication is key to fully experiencing a new culture. That's where Babbel comes in. Babbel is a language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. And thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, there's still time to learn a new language before you reach your destination. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in as little as three weeks. Babbel's expertly crafted lessons are built around real life. You learn how to have practical conversations about travel, relationships, business, and more. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans. Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers and not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective, and you can choose from up to 14 different languages. In addition, 
Battle speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent so you don't sound like an idiot. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, video stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash citizen. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash citizen for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is a fucked up situation. Look, if, if a woman wants to work or if uh, she wants to not ever get married or have any kids, that's well within their right to do that. You should do whatever the fuck you want. This is America. Um, but we shouldn't, we shouldn't make it impossible for women to stay home and raise kids. And that right now, for most, for the vast majority of people, that is not a possibility. You know what I mean? Um, unless you move, unless you have a really good job and move to a pretty small town. That's, the only, that's pretty much the only way that the modern person can do it. Um, which fucking sucks, man, because that means if you're in a concentrated population center, like a big city or something like that, you know that oh, like more and more of the kids are becoming latchkey or, or worse, now they're raised by TikTok. For us, we were raised by kind of by cable television and video games, and now they're raised by you know, uh, a Chinese messaging program, which is not great. Definitely. Um, you know, and it wasn't, I didn't go to school to like the trades that I had. I, <clears throat> I got a little bit lucky and there was a guy who messaged me on Indeed said he needed a fucking, uh, foreman and it just kind of snowballed from there and uh, ended up becoming a, a skilled welder. But, you know, I never had to go to school for any of that. Everything I ever had to do was all pick up, learn it. We got to figure it out because we got to get the job done. So, you know, it was a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the ability that I try to afford now has just come from like, well, I guess we got to fucking figure it out. And, um, I think that, I think that's getting a lot harder. I mean, harder and harder to do just barriers of entry are becoming bigger. I mean, we're still trying to, figure out you know the next like two to five year plan hopefully move out to west virginia where they have a really really good uh school choice program where we can actually be benefited from homeschooling yeah well that would be the dream right i mean luckily i think i think 29 states now have school choice in some form or another which is good Mm -hmm. but it's not enough i mean we yeah we, we we certainly need to keep moving that ball uh and also i would you know, one of the ways that I always recommend to deal with shit like this is to kind of localize more, decentralize from from large groups and localize your effort and spending more. So buy stuff from, you know, mom and pop places. You, It's a dollar multiplies seven to 11 times in a local economy before it before it leaves. Yeah. So it's like if you go to um, <clears throat> you go to a mom and pop place instead of uh, Target, for example, um, the owner of that mom and pop place uses the money to pay their employees, but they also buy their supplies from nearby. They get their hair cut nearby. They, they buy everything close. Right. And it just, uh, kind of carries on from there. But if you go to the more money you spend on at places like Amazon and target and Walmart and shit like that, the less month, the more money gets sucked out of your fucking local economy. Definitely. 
some good stuff. I'll uh, I'll hop off here and let somebody else, you know, take it. But um, you know, I appreciate it and uh, love the show. All that good trash. Yeah, thanks for calling, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, I didn't see any other questions in the chat here, but yeah, you definitely should buy American as well. Um, one of the one of the great ironies of being in the West just in general right now. It's like you can buy an American flag that's made in China. That seems a little weird, doesn't it? Like who who would be okay with that? I don't know. Um, somebody else said something. Daycare on average is $300 a week in Northeast Ohio. I assume Northeast Ohio is pretty small towns too. Um, and yeah, I, I am kind of curious about your guys' grocery bills. Like how much more are you spending on groceries now than you were three years ago, four years ago, something like that. I would, I'd be really, I, I know there's probably a CPI index I could look up on the interwebs, but I'm curious about regular folk and what they're going through. Cause it seems like it's probably bad to be honest. You have to walk to the back of the store to get your Chinese American flag. I don't know what that means. <clears throat> Three times more, 60 to 75% more, man. And I think I saw, I, I believe I saw something, um, in the news the other day, it's like 65% of Americans are now living paycheck to paycheck, something like that. That's not great. You know, it's, it's not great for a variety of reasons. People don't have expendable income, and the, so the economy doesn't grow. That's just kind of how it is, right? And by the way, gas is going to go up soon, just in case you were wondering. So there we go. Sorry, I'm just reading the chat here. <clears throat> what is the true percentage of a citizen's income that is taxed, including income, sales tax, property tax, government fees, death tax? Good God, man. I don't even know if I want to know that. I really don't think I want to know the answer to that because I would fucking be pissed off. Um, yeah. What's, let's see. I think the median tax burden is 20%. I believe if you include uh, and that, by the way, that includes extremely poor people that don't pay any taxes at all, but I think it's around 20%. And then you pay on a, what, what's the average sales tax in a state, like 7%, something like that. So that's 27 right off the bat, not including any kind of sin tax or <clears throat> permits or, uh, 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 like insurance that's required and things, all, all, all these things that kind of add up, man. I, it's it's got to be like 35 or 40% of your income just goes right down the drain. And, uh, you know, we uh, there's a large subset of the population that yearns for the privilege to have themselves robbed and then have the money sent to, I guess, Ukraine. I don't know, man. Um, but it's got to be, it's got to be like 35%. Now, if you're talking about California or, or New York or one of those places, unless you're diligent about doing your taxes and stuff like that, you're looking at way more than that, probably 50%, to be honest. At the end of the day, <clears throat> excuse me, when you include gas, booze, anything like that, we're, we're, like uh, fees and taxes that, that are uh, uh, 
that you don't really think about otherwise if you calculate all that up. Because I think the top marginal tax rate in California and New York are 57, 60 and 57% uh, uh, respectively in those two states. Now, obviously, nobody's probably paying that much uh, because anybody that makes that level of income is pretty good about doing taxes. But it's it's pretty ridiculous. The good news is the IRS announced that they're going to start using AI to monitor all of your financial transactions. Well, they said millionaires, right? But that's how it starts. And I got a caller here. Identify yourself. Okay, yeah. So my name is Colby Buer, and uh, I'm wondering, do you believe in the flat earth? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, man, I, w- I wish the earth was flat. You know how much cooler that would be than a fucking globe? Globes are stupid. It is flat. Like, you can't put a globe in your stupid. pocket. No, you can't. But you can put a flat disc in your pocket. Oh, yeah. And you know what? A flat disc holds water. That is how our oceans stay there. Go ahead and explain that. Okay. So, if the earth is a globe, where's the water go? It'll fall down. Because a globe can't hold water. Okay, However, let me let me let me let me uh, just really quickly rebut that part. Um, <clears throat> if you put water in a in a cylinder in a globe shaped cylinder and you spin it eighteen thousand miles per hour, I promise you the water will stay right where it is. Right. However, we're stationary. No, nope. we're not moving. No, we're spinning pretty fast. That's how the fucking sun works, buddy. The sun's a projection. <laughs> Man, I am not high enough for this. Uh, I wish I was. It's only fucking, it's not even 11 a.m. yet. But if you, if we had this conversation like seven hours from now, it'd be great. It'd be great? Okay. Yeah, let's call, just call, it, call my personal burner. line in seven hours. What the fuck? Oh, man. Uh, MC Uper says the firmament. Somebody actually tried to convince me yesterday that the earth was flat. I'm not even kidding. That's why I'm enjoying this conversation. It's uh, Hold on. Let me read what they said because it was ridiculous. Um, let's see. The f- <laughs> Tartaria is something they said. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's see. Destroyed ancient civilization with advanced tech. World War II bombing campaigns were fronts. Uh, you'll see and you'll figure out the earth is already flat if you haven't already. Uh, firmament was pierced around the turn of the century and there was a massive mud flood that buried cities and that's why federal buildings like in Wild West times looked like the White House and the World Fairs make no sense. I mean, look, is that the dumbest shit I've ever heard? Yes, it's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. So let's move on. Um, let's see. A percentage of tax is based on use. We can't account for how much we are taxed. We can't account. Yeah. I mean, that's certainly the case. No, he's de- he definitely wasn't serious, but it is funny. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Je- Jeep and Justin, it would be pretty difficult to tally all that up. Although somebody probably has an app for it now. Like there's, there's apps that you can link into your bank accounts that – like track granular spending by category and time period and all kinds of stuff. So maybe, maybe somebody could track that, but I don't know that they would make that out because people would get really angry when they notice how much of their money just disappears into the ether. 
<coughs> excuse me. Um, is that where he is in Boone? I mean, that's App State's a good school, isn't it? Or no? Probably not. Appalachian hillbillies. What kind of school is App State? Is it like an ag school or some shit? Beerworth, you don't even know how to read. I'm pretty sure that your kid's sitting next to you reading this aloud to you and then typing your responses. So I don't want to hear any of your bullshit. As a business owner, we also pay annual personal property taxes on shit we already bought. Yeah, property tax is weird. Like, that's just a backwards way of fucking taxing your income without calling it an income tax. That's all that is. Like, why am I paying property? If if there is an amount of money I need to pay for the infrastructure surrounding me, then send me a bill, right? Like, it costs, at the end of the year, send me a bill. It costs X amount of dollars to keep our roads intact this year. Give me a line item. It it costs X amount of dollars to keep our water clean and to keep energy running. Okay, cool. I'll pay that. But then just a flat, it's 24% of your fucking property value is in, or or 2.4% or whatever it is, is is tax. Like, what the fuck? It's just nonsense, right? Okay, caller. Dan. Identify yourself. You know who this is. The mickety mickety bear work. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> hey, there was a dude at App State that Kobe went to like for like a week that was trying to get everybody on the whole flat Earth thing, and it was this funniest thing that he told me. What's what was his like? How, explain what he tried to convince you of exactly. Just like what he was, what Kobe was saying, it was, and he kept saying the same thing over and over again, trying to get people to believe how that's why. Some of the airplanes too, why they don't fall in the sky, and all this other weird shit. This dude just came on campus and set up like an easy up and had like flyers and coasters, and of course the coasters are flat because the Earth is flat to him, and it was the funniest thing. Yeah, I mean that's pretty. That that's one like I don't believe that anybody actually believes that. I think it's just so I, they're only trolls that even have that conversation. It has to be because this dude—he's an older guy. And he just travels with his like one-man show, and that's what he does. I'm like, I'm like, how does he get on campus? He's like, dude, it's like an open campus. People just set up shop, and you know, they just get on their their soapbox and ramble off weird shit. And of course, like I said, boom, it's all hippies and shit out there, so they're oh, gonna yeah. fall for that shit because half of them are off. Like I said, they're bait and whatever up there so they don't give a shit they're still looking for goddamn bigfoot out there now how does a flat earther explain mountains dude that's a, again we got got some substance because for these conversations a, a mountain is created when there's a volcanic eruption right uh presumably because of gravity at some point the earth was l- like e- even a sphere like the surface was more or less flat right it wasn't jagged and rocky when it first came together and, and started to cool and stuff for a little while at least. Right. And then tectonic plates start moving around, volcanic eruptions happen and push earth upward. Right. Now where does that earth come from in a flat earth system? Is it flat and there's like <laughs> just it's it's deep? Is it a rectangle? What the fuck are we talking about here? I know and how far are we digging? We dig how how far can we dig? We don't even know. 
Well, I thought I could dig to China, but apparently that's not the case. <laughs> We've been glad to for years about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all these questions when about Russia, by the way, in the chat. Um, we'll talk about that on fake news today at two. So tune in for that. It'll be on I, Patreon. Because um, apparently yeah. Elon stopped World War Three a year ago. And we're just now finding yeah, out. Yeah, with Starlink. Yeah. Yeah, you um, Starlink. I, uh, you got anything else? That's it, brother. Oh, yeah. And, and for Reed, yeah, I am not wearing a shirt. <laughs> I'm in boxers, and that's it. Oh, I'm shocked. <laughs> All right, brother. Hey, get well, man. Yeah, we'll See talk to you soon. Later, um, what do I think about the meeting between uh, – that was a very formal way to ask that question. Russian President Vladimir Putin. Like, I don't know who fucking Vladimir Putin is. Um, and Kim Jong-un. Uh, you know, China's been trying. I, 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 I kind of think that China th- looks at North Korea like a wild-ass pit bull in their fucking junkyard. It's like having somebody that close that's unstable is, I don't know, maybe a warning to anybody from trying to come into that area and fuck around doesn't work because we fought two wars there already in the last hundred years. <clears throat> so I, I don't know that it's, that it's effective necessarily, but uh, as far as Russia goes, they're a paper tiger. I'm tired of hearing about Russia, man. They can't even take fucking Ukraine out. Are you kidding me? Ukraine didn't have shit. They didn't have anything. And it's been what almost it's, it's going to be two years in February, is that right? I think it was in February when that shit started. Um, yeah, it's it's retarded. So I, I don't think about that at all, actually. Um, I, I was planning on listing Ukraine as a dependent on my taxes this year. I don't know how that works exactly, but <clears throat> I'm hoping I'm going to get a, a refund for the first time in my adult life. Um, when's the last war we actually tried to win? World War II. Next question. Man, you guys are slow. You got to keep up. Got to keep moving. <laughs> Why does all this propaganda sound familiar at this point in the news? Uh, it's because, you know, it's been... <sighs> I think everything is... The, the Matrix code has been exposed to people. And some people are trying to go back to sleep. It's like when you wake up in the morning an hour too early and you're like, fuck, I'm going to go back to sleep, but it takes you 20 minutes to get back to sleep. And then something wakes you up again and you can't really get back to sleep. And then you just wake up more tired than you were before. Um, yeah, it fucking sucks. And that's kind of where we are in Western civilization right now. We're trying to go back to sleep. A lot of people are trying to bury their head back in the sand. Um, like, uh, Pliny, uh, the elder used to talk about this first century, uh, uh, Roman writer, talked about this, but people will bury their head in the sand because it's easier to ignore what's going on than it is to stand up and do something. So, um, will Germany be invited to lead the EU as their economy is going to hell? You know, I thought that was going to be the case back in the mid two thousands. Cause, and then again, after the housing collapse, um, you know, Germany was the Germany was loaning money to everybody, uh, and they're like Germany's super sensitive these days, I guess, about stuff. But I still am very suspicious of those assholes. It's like 
you give them the opportunity to try to take the world over, they're going to do it. They did it twice in fucking 40 years. Of course, they're going to try. Um, don't trust those cocksuckers. <sighs> when do you think we'll go full send on helping Taiwan? Uh, never. Never. We're just kind of buying time with Taiwan until we have um, the ability to make our own processors here, which is going to be probably two to three years from now. So that's that's how long China has to leverage that over us. So don't be surprised if we see China escalate that to some degree over the next, uh, let's call it, 18 to 36 months, because that the the candle wick is running out for them in that regard. Want to come to Wisconsin, hit a fish fry, drunk. I don't like beer, uh, but I'll do all the rest. I don't know when hard AF is going to be in Wisconsin, but um, I do know that I believe it was T-Pain that ran, rhymed uh, Wisconsin with Mansion once. So, you know, there's that to consider as well. Uh, yeah, the, Germany's full in on the WEF. I mean, they're completely captured by this globalist nonsense. So if, if anybody's going to be, <clears throat> they're also the strongest country in Europe, in my opinion. So if anybody's going to take the lead on that shit, it'll definitely be them. Uh, Gunner L, did they ever find the ammonium nitrate they lost on the train? Uh, no, but I'm, I'm guessing it's going to turn up. Probably not in the way that we want it to. We got time for one more. We got a show to do. Let's go. Moyak. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, blow up, probably, yes, is what I was implying. I'm guessing. We're going to do a story on fake news. Uh, I'm still gathering <clears throat> info on it, but you can go look for yourself. Um, this dude was arrested at a Pittsburgh bus station with $2 million worth of fentanyl, and then he was released on personal recognizance, which is to say without any bond at all. And then maybe I had somebody at Border Patrol look into that guy, and maybe he's an illegal immigrant, <clears throat> and maybe he's got a, a record, and now maybe one day later, as of this morning, the record has been deleted, right? So I'm guessing that's probably an agency asset, but we're still collecting information on that. It's very weird. But don't be surprised if some illegal immigrant shows up with uh with a bunch of fertilizer somewhere and blow something up. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, do I think forest fires are covering up troop movements in our forests? Um, I don't, I hope not. That would be a bad way to cover it up. Like you're drawing too much attention. Um, control demo, New Mexico governor. We'll talk about that on fake news. Um, let's see what else. What's up, Jake Farm? Um, all right, well, we, we're hitting the 60-minute mark, so we're going to get out of here. Uh, thank you for your participation today. I appreciate it. appreciate you all watching and listening and doing all this stuff with us. Uh, hopefully you had a good weekend. And don't forget to tune in at 2 p.m. Central for fake news. That will be over on Patreon. Thank you very much, and we'll see you later. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.